You're listening to Brigade Radio 1. Welcome to the Antisocial Show. It's 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 um, it's it's nice to have uh, another person in the mix to bounce ideas off of, or just to hear what you know what's you know going on. Uh, I, en- I enjoy you know uh, just having conversations and having circular conversations, and you know just seeing what what comes up. That's just that's just uh, you know it's part of that. I love that, I love that your show is the epitome of everything Mark Hershon used to complain about. Which is the guys <laughs> getting together as a group and bullshitting Shooting podcast shot. concept. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that he promotes it actually because we've been on like a couple of clips of uh, you know Banks and Tyson of course. Well, not, um, not all, not only, but yeah. But you know everything I've, he complained about, like he's promoted, and it's fucking great because Mark Hirschman is like a fucking like well. Class act, gentlemen. I've got to say, Mark never would have started podcasting from his car if he hadn't heard me doing it when I was waiting on Brad during a speech therapy sessions. Thank you very much. I used to record my or some of my early episodes on my iPod, uh, iPad, yeah, on my iPad, literally with my headphone and mic uh-huh. in the car. Well, I was waiting on my son <laughs> for his speech therapy session. Did you use WavePad for that, or uh, do you have a? No, I always, I've always used GarageBand. I just use fucking Mac on board. I just, uh, I'm cheap. <laughs> as a systems engineer, though, when I go into people's houses and advise them as personally, yeah. I generally try and find them freeware solutions and. But the problem is, you, people have to learn to update their shit. Oh yeah, and then you will always be safe. And that's the problem with ninety percent of the universe. No one updates their shit. It's like you can't you can't really smoke twenty year old weed and expect it to get you high. Like you can expect the twenty year old defense project you have a uh, product you haven't updated uh, to keep you safe. Sounds like uh, the sun's coming out where you are there, Hunter. <clears throat> okay, well, let's see here. Uh. Good morning, starshine. The earth says hello. Twinkle above us. <laughs> 
twinkle below. Oh, yeah, that works. All right. Is that better? Oh my god, dude, this has like been like one of the greatest fucking episodes ever. It has been entertaining. I say with absolutely right. no effect to my voice. No, it, it has, it has. This is actually one of my problems, is that I kind of have the, the uh, emotional range of a... No, I'm not going to make that joke. I do not... Um, no, do make that joke. See, that's the problem. Quit... King, if you want to be funny, I was bluffing. I didn't actually have things to go to. to say something. <laughs> I was completely bluffing. I was just like, I had nothing. Well, there. you know, one of my jokes is like, you know, the fact that like if we ever did a fucking live show, some like fucking dude would get up and like, yo, bring back the fucking bitch with the fucking tits. What's with the what's with the bitch with the tits thing? I, I forget what that is. Oh, it's oh, it's a it's a tales from the no crypt thing that I've never seen. Uh, yes. With Bobcat Goldthwait? Yes. Okay, okay, so I do... Yes, it's Great a director, by the way. That's what mm-hmm. I understand. I, I have not... Have you uh, seen his movies? Not yet. God Bless America. Uh, I've never even seen uh, Shakespeare. The World's the Greatest Dad. I need to see that. Mm-hmm. One of Robin Williams' last movies. Great fucking movie. Yeah, I do need, I need to see Bobcat Goldthwait is a directing... Dark fucking comedy, fucking genius. I love it. Well, because he's like fucking dark to begin with. Oh yeah, he was. He took and he he uh, played uh, something that did well and wrote it to the fucking max. And I can't blame him. Exactly. You know, you've only got a limited fucking lifespan where you can make x amount of dollars exponentially as quick as you can, and he did what he could. Unfortunately, he married poorly. <laughs> did he? And has spent off that money, a great deal of it. But uh, not did, you, all of it. did you hear? Did you hear movies. my? Uh, does, uh, those are great fucking movies. Really. Did you hear Mark Hamill's um, or my uh, tribute to Donald Trump being the forty-fifth president of the United States? <laughs> no. Me? Did I hear? Did I hear yours or Mark Hamill's or um, well, Tyson? You heard it. Okay. Or uh, you know, well, you know, when he was like, yeah, it was like his whole Mark Hamill's thing about like you know he played the Joker, obviously. Oh, and Mark Hamill. Oh, tweet, tweet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are funny. I heard those online. Absolutely, I love Mark Hamill's Joker. He was. <sighs> He's a great fucking uh, voiceover artist. He's fucking mm. brilliant. I heard one when of them. He was like, <laughs> one of, one of, yeah, yeah. I like to thank, you know, and I like to thank all my many enemies for not participating in the celebration of my inauguration. <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I used to do a good unintentional bane, but you know. <laughs> I like to thank all unintentional my bane. many enemies. Yeah, that's, it was based it, on something it, else it. totally entirely, and then my son was like, "Oh, that's fucking bane, Dad!" And I was like, "Oh, really?" And then I looked at it, and I was like, "Oh, shit, it is." Who is well, it? And then next you, thing I knew, I did it on my show once or twice. And people were fucking everywhere doing a Bane bit. And so I fucking totally dropped it. Because it was like, oh, it's 
fucking dead. It's fucking. I mean, you know, <laughs> the dueling banes could be a thing at some point. I mean, or have you ever heard of like Yoda talking about? See, I don't need anything to. You think? Oh, you embrace the darkness. I was born in it. The darkness was something I knew before I had my first orgasm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That's a, it's really funny. It's a good impression. It's a great character. In fact, I feel a dark orgasm is more substantially effective and makes me feel more like a man. Mm. Hold on a second while I crush your genitalia. <laughs> could, could That's you, great. Could you do that voice and say, Andy Dufresne crawled through a river of shit? <laughs> Andy Crane, Andy the Crane crawled through over a hundred yards of shit. That's more than three football fields because I don't understand math. <laughs> I heard I have heard Graham Elwood do Bane, uh, and Doug Benson has a version of it. I guess Doug Benson got to do Bane in the uh, Lego Batman film, uh, but as he said, it's sort of like it's like Sean Connery, but into your fist, and then you, like that, and he has a version of it. But yeah, yeah I just it was uh, something else I was doing. I forget what it originally was. It was so long ago, and I've been so emotionally traumatized since I came up with the voice character. But uh, <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, it was funny that my son was like. Nailed it. The Zed man was like, oh, that's Bane, Dad. You ought to keep doing that. Because it was just... Yeah, I do shitty imitations. I used to do a really, really bad Reagan, but it was fun to me. Oh, so did I. I did a terrible Reagan. I mean, you know. This is some of the first impressions I heard as a young person. Like, I'm in the seventh grade like, watching Saturday Night Live with, like, Phil Hartman and Dana Carvey. And, like, I I, I understand you, uh, I, uh... <laughs> And, and here, Ed Dennis Miller fucking talking about the Pope. Hey, babe. The, uh, Pope is such a, the Pope is such a badass. He can go in through your gut, come out, pull out your heart, show it to you before you die. Yeah, man. You know, that's fun. I mean, this guy shot the Pope. He's such a badass. He forgave him. Because you could fucking kill him in an instant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a. Uh, or fucking like you know you fucking you are talking about like fake news like you know. Great uh, album. That was a great album. Yoda, Yoda talking about fake news. Mm. Um, hold on, hold yeah. on, hold on. Yep, yep. I'm going to Google fake on. Not necessarily the news it was a great news shit parody show. Most people don't remember. Oh yeah, Stuart Pankin. Mm-hmm. Stuart Pankin, Pankin, yeah, yeah. He, uh, I follow him on Twitter. He's he's, he's, he's been on Combat Radio recently. According to Donald Trump, <laughs> this is a, a tweet, okay? So a weird voice would be, The fake news is becoming more and more dishonest. Even a dishonest arranged for top 20 leaders in Germany is more to look sinister. That's a good voice. What is that? I mean, so, that's I don't He's or, doing a golem. He's Yoda. working on a golem there to me. Or Yoda. Or Yoda. Oh. The fifth news is becoming more and more dishonest. <laughs> well, Yoda, really, if you look at Yoda, Yoda is really just Fozzie Bear. 
Right. <laughs> it's the same dude. Frank Oz does the voice for Yoda. But That's m- why. But it's much closer to Grover. Right. <laughs> same same Even voice. It's speech pattern, perhaps, but right. the voice is literally just fucking Frank Oz. Because if you see Frank Oz mm-hmm. in the few times he's been on screen, right, and he talks in his own voice, hello, which yeah. is like in the Blues Brothers, you're like, holy fuck, that's Fozzie Bear in a fucking Chicago policeman's uniform, when right in the middle of fucking Blues Brothers, soiled. <laughs> Yeah, soiled, soiled, <laughs> soiled. Because I like that they I, kept that prophylactic for five to six years, even depending on probationary hearings. And had a fan. Not choice. I never really thought about that. I guess it's like they're just keeping what was in his pockets. I guess, and like, why did he have Every, it all your all your personal property? This is what you checked in with. Yeah, this is what you're checking. I mean, you're checking out in the same shitty black and white suit. <laughs> oh, you know what? Now, when I first saw the Blues Brothers, it was attached to a relatively new film, uh, Dragnet, at the time. Uh, you know, one of the... Holy fuck, with Dan Aykroyd and, doing fucking... Uh, and uh, Tom Hanks. And Tom Hanks being funny. And it was... Uh, uh, but but like, it was not even movie. I loved what they were parodying because I got it. I loved the old Dragnet and thought they were stupid and over the top. So I got what Dan Aykroyd was doing. Yeah, yeah. But the movie bombed in the box office. It, it wrong did it's wrong. But I, I I I enjoyed it, uh, but it did. It, it, I did too. When I saw I liked it, it in the local theater, it was double featured with the Blues Brothers, which I had never seen at that point. So it's like it was around nineteen. Wow. So I saw it around thirteen or fourteen for the first time. But then again, it was also R rated, and I had no business seeing one when I was six or seven years old. So anyway, that movie I thought was great in the theater. It was probably the best way to see it. But I, it never really occurred to me that why he would have. It's like. Now I get that they must have arrested him mid-coitus, and that rubber was just still on him. Or he was just like, oh, fuck it, I don't have anywhere to throw this away, I'll just stick it in my pocket. Well, okay. And forgot about it, that's the point. He's such a fucking slob. Oh, really? He just okay. stuck we're talking about John. You got to think about John. I love John Belushi. This is what I loved about his comedy. Everything was about that. Jake is a pig. He does not give a fuck. Yeah, He's like, point. oh, I f- this chick, but you never know. She might be a psycho and try and use my sperm to get pregnant. I'm taking it with me. <laughs> and he walks out the door for some uh, weird shit Carrie like Fisher's? that. Do you think maybe it was, it was Carrie Fisher? <laughs> Carrie Fisher did date. Well, I mean, not literally uh, her, Carrie Fisher, but hey, her look, character. Carrie like, like, was but, but that's not even the point. Yeah, that point is even funnier because my buddy's used to love to talk shit about me even when I was in high school about women. I have bad breakups, and I'm a nice guy. I'm not an asshole. I'm not physically or mentally or morally abusive or anything. You know, if you fucking scream at me, eventually, yeah, I'm going to yell back. But, you know, when when I break up with women, they fucking do (laughs) fucking insane shit. How many? And I've always looked at it is How like, well, what the f***? Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Hi, everyone. It's Ethan from Combat Radio. You know, every year we do an annual Christmas event for homeless children and social services where we bus in roughly 400 to 500 children and their families for what is essentially Christmas. It's presents, it's brunch, but most importantly, it's a chance to tell these kids they matter. Please help us 
deliver Christmas to them. Go to GoFundMe.com slash Combat-Radio-Christmas-7. All spelled out. Why? Because this is the seventh year we will be doing this very heartwarming and endearing event. Please help us help them and get involved any way you can this holiday season. Thank you. How many women have you broken up with, Ed? In major relationships? Yes. How? What are how? Well, I've had two marriages. Okay. One uh, was uh, eleven months. Right. Uh, and the second one, we were together twenty-five years. We were married twenty-two point six six. So my average did improve markedly. Right. I like that it's specifically twenty five point six six. I like that detail, but it's I like it's probably fact, true. I just, I just know I it's like absolutely true. Down to the fucking I like the bang because like, I know when we got together and I know when it ended. I like the fact that Tyson's the only one out of like fucking three of us that's wearing like a fucking wedding ring, like right now. Oh well, yeah, I'm I'm on my uh, first and hopefully. You know what's last funny? Marriage. I was married so long, dude. I've still got fucking scars. I've still got the fucking wedding ring mark in my hand. I haven't worn a wedding ring since 2014. It's 2017. You can still now see. Let a me mark. ask you a question. I can, I can still see the mark where my wedding wedding ring used to be on my ring finger. Yeah. On the top, I can see it. And I can still see where it is on the bottom because it's a indentation in my skin where the ring was. Yeah. Are you are you yellow gold or white gold, Tyson? Me? Yeah. I think I don't know. I think it's a little bit of both. Um, the um, this is the thing. I actually lost a lot of weight recently as well. Uh, when I moved here, I was 210 pounds, which is the heaviest that ever been in my life. And I think or I might have gotten up to 220 up there, but then I, I'm now at around 175. So what ended up happening, thank you, is that um, my my wedding ring no longer fits, so it will fall off. And I, so I had to get these. They have these little uh, plastic um, space. Yep. Yeah, and that keeps my yep. ring. That keeps my ring from falling off. Um, although I will uh, occasionally take it off. That's a good sorry. problem to have, though, dude. I mean, you can't have them um, taken down. And, uh, they can redistribute the gold in different parts of the ring and just make it thicker. That'd be good. Yeah, it's. I had I had a ten carat white gold wedding band, which obviously I no longer have. But you know, from, from like time to time, it's like a ghost. Basically, like you know, like when you lose a limb, I guess, oh. and like you still itch. It's a phantom ring. From right, from time to time, like yeah, like I'll look at my fucking hand. It's like that ring is no longer fucking there. You know. Yeah, I had a I had a gold ring, and I had an eight pound platinum uh, stud uh, <laughs> with tongue down. Eight it pounds. was like a kind of a barbell. It would. Uh, like a I had to wear long, I had to wear those long shorts, which was kind of uncomfortable for me because it was very humid in Florida. You mean pants? But it was the only way to hide the uh, huge cock apparati I had hanging from my penis, which again weighed eight pounds. So you had eight. to basically duct tape your dick. No, there was no 
There was no duck involved, dude. I'm, there's no bestiality. What the fuck, Hunter? You're a pig, man. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm talking about an iron platinum-studded penis ring. Yeah. Which hung from my genitalia, just like most men in America have. I don't know why it's so shocking to you. Uh, don't make it out like it's weird, Hunter. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I mean, didn't you watch um, um, Sesame Street? Everyone's got a thing. (laughs) Is that on Sesame Street? Everybody's got a thing. There's a whole fucking song and an episode with Oscar. No. The Dumpster Gypsy, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure the Dumpster Gypsy. I think he sold Brad Pitt in slavery to Angelina Jolie in the UN. It's a fucking later episode, but I saw it. I'm sure. Uh, it's so strange. I just it may was, have been mm. it may have been directed by the guy who did the Oscar Oceans series, Steven Soderbergh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I directed one of my favorite weird movies. I, I have a special category for weird movies, and uh, one called Schizopolis, which I've already mentioned uh, before. Uh, but uh, that's a, a gem. And oh, um, speaking of odd films, are y'all a fan of odd films? Films that are like just like, you know, I love odd films. You ever seen the uh, 1989? Although some people uh, say it's 1991. It's a ni- I think it's 1989. There was a, a not a remake, but like a sequel to uh, Dr. Caligari, or to The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, called Dr. Caligari. And it was directed by uh, somebody, uh, his name is uh, Stephen Sayadeen, I think. It was um, it was uh, co-written by Jerry Stahl, who you might recall had a film biography of him called Permanent Midnight. Um, I don't know if you ever saw that, but that guy. Yeah, I love the story of Jerry Stahl, because he fucking was on heroin while he was right now. Craziness. Yeah, it's a great fucking movie that fucking Ben Siller did, and yeah, people yeah. don't get it that's a great, they, great movie. they were like holy fuck what's wrong with ben stiller that was a great fucking thing for i love that movie yeah, yeah great fucking movie yeah permanent midnight so, <laughs> so if you get a chance uh dr caligari is this just interesting like weird kind of art, art house movie that's essentially an extension of the original uh german expressionistic early silent film you know the captain dr caligari but it's it's very like um, I don't want to say it's not 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 hip. It's not like um, it's it knows what it is. It knows that it's like in in, in a genre of like this is a weird film, but it does it. I've got to pull well. it up because I I probably have seen it on like seventies or eighties late night cinema when I was a kid and don't remember it Maybe. because I'm kind of polluted by the the version of um, with uh, or well it's. Uh, uh, Brando, they tried to do it with Brando and Val Kilmer. Oh no, you're thinking of the island uh, of Dr. Moreau. Dr. Moreau, right. But uh, no, I think this is like something like that in my head. Wait, is this like the the version of Dr. like the island of Dr. Moreau, Monroe and like the blonde haired guy is like fucking the hot chick and like he manages like to get her on the fucking boat and she turns into like a fucking animal and he's like fucking heartbroken? No. 
I'm going to no. say no. I'm sorry. I don't mean to not yes and you, but that no, that is not that. Although we could pretend it was, and I could edit out the no if you like. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 there's a no. Monroe. I he somehow thrown in Monroe and the blonde. Oh, was that a joke? Monroe. Was that a joke? No, no, no. no. No, the version I've seen of like the the I'm, virgin you've Monroe. seen. What virgin? I mean, how many virgins have you really seen? Okay, Come. the seven. Or whatever. We live in New Jersey. We know there are no virgins in New Jersey. (laughs) No. (laughs) So cute. At least a few Virginians. (laughs) No, there's a uh, remake of the island of Dr. Monroe where, like, you know, there's, like, this fucking blonde guy, 70s, you know, and where they show tits and fucking and all that shit, and he, like... Goes to the island and all that shit, and like you know. Oh yeah, it's in the seventies, Michael York. To the House of Pain. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, he fucking like. Well, that's the classic version before. Yeah, they started doing, tried to redo it with Kilmer and right. Marlon Brando Marlon while they Brando. were both major, major right. heroin addicts. Apparently, <laughs> that movie was crazy. There's a documentary about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole documentary about how both of them were so just fucking off the rails. They were and fucking out of the norm on fucking stupidity. Right, but like, there's there's this version where like you know he this blonde haired fucking guy on this fucking in this version takes like this fucking hot chick with the big tits. And he, like, takes her out to the fucking, like, he's on a rowboat or whatever, and he, like, fucking rows her away from the fucking island. And at one point, like, he's looking at her, and she's, like, turning back into an animal and shit, because that's what she was, obviously, before she was human and shit. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, like, the seventh, man. So it's kind of like uh, Lost Horizon in that regard. Right. Yeah, it can't leave Shangri-La. No. Right. You know, it doesn't sound you know, directly like, familiar to me, but I used to randomly remember huge tracks of the original TV version of Logan's Run, which is a horrid remake of the movie with Michael York in the uh, early 80s, late 70s. And I think it was fucking genius. So I'm glad it impressed you, Hunter. Dear audience who's listening to this, you know, episode like right now, I'm really glad that, uh, according to Ed, there's no versions in uh, New Jersey, and uh, there's some type of weird cult where we worship Satan. I don't even give me. Technically, there's no virgins anywhere, but we've all been inseminated by the construct. So don't sweat it, man. It'll all be a look. My philosophy is. We're all, you're all trapped, we're all trapped in a carbon meat bucket. Don't worry, it'll be over fairly soon. (laughs) And the anti-social show has been taken over by the philosophy of Californians. Well, at least halfway, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, no, 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 because we, you know, the last time we had a guest on the show, it was... You know, obviously you, Californian, uh, co-host, wonderful, and Superfan Dynasty, who's also from California. So, Dyn- Superfan Dynasty, wait, was Dynasty like one of the original uh, people on um, that fighting show on Fox? 
Might have American been. Gladiators? American Gladiators, yeah. <laughs> Dynasty. She totally sounds like she kicked ass on that fucking thing. Sure, maybe. Where you hold on with your hands and go down the zip line. So, I mean, Dynasty fucking probably killed people coming off the zip line with a fucking, her fucking full-on uh, assault and double heels right to people's fucking throats, which was technically against the rules, but they didn't have really good slow-mo capture back then, so she probably got away with some borderline shit. Dynasty, love Dynasty. Yeah, great, great. Or soap opera Dynasty, you know, you never know. There's a soap opera Dynasty? Yeah, the, yeah we always used to fight in the good fountain. Well, you know, it's weird. It's like back in the 80s, there was like plenty of like fucking like weird ass fucking soap operas, you know, like there was like this one and I can't like remember the name of it, but it was like this guy who was like rich and um, he was like, okay, a wait, hold on. <laughs> wow. You don't say. Don't die. Ready for Halloween? Well, it doesn't have to be Halloween for you to be ready for this. The Combat Radio two-disc Halloween albums, featuring many of our epic regulars, musicians, songs, and haunted audio tales. All there for you anytime you want it. You want Halloween in August? You want it in May? You want it in April? Get it. Go to CD Baby, enter Combat Radio Halloween, and get yourself hooked up with some haunted awesomeness today. You're talking about a serial drama. Right. An actual... The central... Hold on, hold on. With the central character who is male... Right. And white... Right. And right. rich... Right. You're a fucking groundbreaking individual, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, listen. You're not listening. This has ever been on TV, Tyson. <laughs> Well, listen. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm, I'm trying to. I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm watching something. Do his ex-wives fight in a fountain or a large bathtub, maybe a hot tub or a sauna, while they're scantily clad in gowns? It's slap fighting too. It's just right. Just, well, yeah, just fighting well, each it, other. It was big, sounding slaps. Dynasty from a shots. Long fucking right. angle. Listen, listen. No one's got to get hurt, but it'll sound like it. Thanks to Foley artists. The the uncredited geniuses of the audio people. Foley artists. People who put together sound. Yes, they are. They are the, they are heroes. Oh, wait. They make it sound like I'm walking through gravel when I'm on a smooth surface. (laughs) No, listen. It was a soap opera. Back in the day. That is- I love that Tyson finally fucking laughed. Thank you. Did I laugh? Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> you well, can't I'm- say you didn't. I've got it. We've got it. We recorded it. Okay. Hunter saw it. Right. It was it was just, it was this white dude in this soap opera who was rich, who had like a split personality and like one side was good. And this other side was like fucking evil and shit. Oh my god! I'm surprised the other side wasn't more good. That would be. 
<laughs> that would be a twist. That's like an, Andy, like an Andy Kindler joke where he's like, I don't want good cop, bad cop. I want good cop, even better cop. <clears throat> like, like the first one comes in and says, would you like some coffee? And the next one says, and would you like a Danish with that? That's more or less that joke. Or, but it's Andy Kindler. I shouldn't do his material. Would you like me to um, add a shot of espresso to that? Perhaps turn it into a frappuccino. I could make a mochaccino. I've got some caramel over here. We could trade. I've got, hold on. I've got fresh. I've got fresh cream. I can make fresh cream. Right? Would you like a la creme? <laughs> cream fresh. Um, shoulder massage. I will. I will squeeze off a special batch if you know what I mean. <laughs> the heavy cream. The heavy luck web. Camera is going nutso over there. What's on your side? Oh, there it is. Hello, hello. So, so this is there is a there is a there was a soap opera where there was a guy with a split personality. In which which era was were you saying the seventies, eighties, nineties? What? No, late eighties, mid eighties. And it was a serial drama, like like uh, yeah. And uh, do you remember what what network it was on and what, what it was called or anything like that or no? Nope. You just know it was a guy with a split personality. So it could have been like an adaptation of like. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's also a standard soda tripe for being daytime. Being, uh, and oh, I had yes. ruined them for both of my ex-spouses because both of them used to like them and they watched one of them watched Days of Our Lives another one watched another one. I watched a half episode with each of them one time and told them what was going to happen over the next six months. They every their ass, and and they both were like, "Oh, you're so full of shit." And then it proceeded to happen over the next six months. <laughs> both of them quit watching <laughs> daytime soap operas after that because I and I'm like, it's not that I'm a genius. I just know fucking writers, right. and well, you've only got a certain fucking field you can work on in those shows and those constructs. Well, my mom used to watch like- it when I was a little kid, and I learned all those when I was fucking uh, like five to eight. <laughs> Noticing patterns. Well, I mean, yeah. like, so in my defense, okay, in my it's defense, all about patterns, absolutely. In my defense, soap operas back in the eighty, late eight, like a popular thing. So, uh-huh. I said this the other day. I don't watch medical serial dramas anymore. Uh, no, because the best one ever was Saint Elsewhere, despite the hideous last episode. Oh yeah, uh, the series overall was great, and every other fucking medical serial drama that's coming along afterwards, it's all the same shit that I saw in Saint Elsewhere in the eighties. So it's just boring bullshit with new technology to me. I mean, I understand medical. Uh, advancement and keep abreast of that. I don't need CBS to tell me about it with George Clooney. Uh, you know, <laughs> there there is actually one medical procedural I have enjoyed uh, recently, and it's I don't really watch very much TV, but when I used to watch more, I liked House. I thought House was entertaining. I like the guy that's the lead actor in it. That helps. Hugh <laughs> Laurie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Again, it played on stereotypes and stuff I already saw in that older series, so I didn't really get into it huge. I totally respect what Hugh Laurie did as an actor. Oh, yeah. 
I like I like the way he puts on the uh, American accent and you know. Yeah, but I also you like. Totally captivated me with that hypnotic spiral. Would you like me to take off my top now, Master? Well, I should point out <laughs> this is this actually has on the other side here. This has a, a thing, a tool that right, I. This is a story circle. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, listeners. Have I got a story for you? Uh, you know what you did, Mr. Ed? I'm still having tattoo work. I just had you done the other day. You need cool. some nipple ring. No, thank you. I've had enough emotional pain. I don't need people ramming rods through my tits. <laughs> Remember, I remember Adam Carolla always saying that he accidentally got his penis uh, uh, slammed in a taxi door or something like it was something we used to say on love line he's like yeah i had my you know had my kind of well, he didn't say that he didn't say on the radio but he'd be like got it slammed in a taxi door once and they, they would come up every now and then when they talk about penile trauma and recovering from it and you know apparently look fine. i slammed my sister's fingers in the door one time oh, in the okay. 70s, okay. literally as long as you slammed uh, sisters and, um, in the door. I accidentally, and my mom has a story to this day she loves to tell about how a toilet seat, when I was a little kid, I used to hang my c- over the toilet rim mm-hmm. with the toilet seat up. And one time the seat came down and slammed on my d- <laughs> And I went screaming through the house, spraying piss everywhere screaming and running up to my mom and I was like, oh my god, mom, the toilet seat fell on my, you know, what she got me to, after I, she got me to calm down mm-hmm. and she was like, and she was like, and I was like, oh my god, the toilet seat slammed on my cock, kiss it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Unlike the porns you see today, my mother refused, because she's a decent human being. <laughs> Okay, so so very anticlimactic, but still a good buildup. Have you ever seen the Goonies? <laughs> what? Have I ever seen the Goonies? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, but then again, I'm not Catholic. The Goonies, you just fucking described that when the fucking guy's like, "Hey, kid, I want you to fucking spill your guts and tell me everything." He's like, "Everything." He's like, "Everything." Okay, I'll talk. I'll push my fucking sister down the stairs. I blamed it on the dog. And this one time, I made some fake puke at home. And I fucking went to the movie theaters. And I fucking spilled it on the fucking over the balcony. And everyone got a fucking sick. And I fucking, everyone started getting sick. And it fucking started throwing up. That was deal. Yeah, I've got another odd story about my grandfather was a preacher. And about how one time when I was at Bible camp... The Bible camp deputy handcuffed me around the bi- the uh, flagpole with plastic handcuffs now, while I was five and then left me out in front of the church on the street, which in these days would be a total pedophile fucking flag. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. And even even in my memory is kind of suspect because like after fifteen twenty minutes, I just said "fuck this," broke the plastic handcuffs, and went back to class. <laughs> and then he complained to my grandpa that I broke his plastic handcuffs, which were like you know the handcuffs you would get in the cheap set with the hat and the little badge. Oh yeah, and the handcuffs you know for like a dollar fifty. Yeah. Dollar, yeah. The little set with the, yeah, 
Did it have yeah. the little belt with the bullets there to go into it too, or? Yeah, all the whole thing, you know. And he was the Bible camp deputy, which was kind of odd. And he wasn't special needs, so that makes it even more particularly odd. But <laughs> <laughs> but then to leave poor young innocent child of the patronage handcuffed. Even though he was verbally cutting. <laughs> okay, I was a smart ass, as they used to say, but I used to call people on their shit from a very young age. What can I say? <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think perspective is an important thing, and uh, being able to share it is, is uh, not always easy. So if one can. Kind of embarrassing for the grandpa's preacher's grandson. For the grandpa, at least, at his Bible camp. I was invited not to come back after a certain point. <laughs> I'd like to say, you know, thank you for coming on. And uh, it's, uh, we'd love to have you back if you'd like to be back at some point, you know. I'll be back on Embolsing whenever. Um, hey, where can they find you? Well, since you've already heard me on this show, you're going to find me in basically this construct of the Matrix. So look at don'tquityourdaycast.com, iTunes, Twitter, edwallach.com, edwallach, edwallach. Look at a wall, think about licking it. That's it. I mean, you're not going to forget. Edwallach. That's how you find me. Speaker? Uh, I, I'm just out there. Twitter. YouTube. Uh, YouTube, uh, YouTube, not huge. Uh, yeah, this rebroadcast. I just, yeah, the, I just subscribe to your channel. The podcast is the most fun. Yeah, San. Yeah, I'm gonna. I've got to figure out the best way to use that uh, video media. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, you know what? If you've got tips, uh, tell Ed. Hey, you're looking better. Uh, this is how you're fucking up on YouTube. <laughs> I'm always open to criticism. <laughs> Okay, noted. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go, folks. This is another episode of the Anti-Social Show. It's been a real fun time, and uh, my name is Hunter. My name is Tyson. And I'm Ed Wallach, and you're not really anti-social. Other people just don't get it, man. Keep being you, dude. Be decent to each other. Be decent to each other. Absolutely. Peace. Have a good time, folks. Thank you.